when we had Trump as president, okay, now he's also pro-LGBT, but he's also still a conservative Republican or he claimed to be. Now, when you have a Republican in office, you see those issues kind of take a back door. No pun intended, okay? <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. Young J A C K A K A Rico like Suave, Young Enrique speaking at A K A. She's an alpha, but not around your boy. She get quiet around your boy. Hold on, don't know what you heard or what you thought about your boy, but they lied about your boy. Going dumb and it's some idiotic about your boy. She wearing cheetah print. That's how bad she won't be spotted around your boy. I don't like no whips and chains, and you can't tie me down, but you can whip your loving on me. And welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I'm your host, John Burke, and this is my uh, heterosexual Jewish life partner sitting across from me, uh, Josh the Jew. Hey, oh, no, it's not. He's not. He's not Jewish. He's not. What happened to your hat? Uh, do what? Your hat. My hat? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that hat. Uh, we're listening to uh, Jack Harlow loving on me, who is by, you know, by uh, coincidence, the whitest rapper alive. This dude is straight up cracker than cracker. He's like, he's crackerish, more crackerish than crackers himself. Like, oh my God. You know, it used to be, you know, I was listening to some Pac over the weekend. No, I am not making that up because I was doing a reaction video um, that I'm getting a lot of traction on Facebook and Instagram, which I thought was really cool. It's just, just reacting without, because here's the thing. I've broken the code. I'm doing these reaction videos, but I'm not saying anything. It's just a reaction. And they can't ban me for this. I could be as fatphobic, transphobic, whatever, and they can't do anything because I'm not technically saying anything, but the eyes imply it. So if you're following me on Instagram or Facebook, I've been posting a few to Twitter as well. If you're following me over there, um, you'll see the, the reactionary videos. But anyway, I was doing a reactionary video because somebody on my Facebook page left a comment that said it was in reference to me uh, doing a reaction video to, I think, a trans... Um, person in Dubai. I couldn't tell if this was a man or woman. It was massively big. The makeup was hideous, just horribly done. And yes, you put this on the internet, you're going to get made fun of. I get made fun of all the time. You're not special. So deal with it. But anyway, I'm doing a reaction video. And of course, this woman leaves a comment on the page. It's like, you know, you, we get it. You just do it. And she's one of my friends, but yeah, I have a lot of friends on Facebook. I don't know how the fuck these people are. <laughs> That's whatever. But she's a friend and she just she's like you know we get it that you don't you don't look you don't like women you look down on women that are overweight blah 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 we get you know you you look good and you get all these looks your entire life and you're taken care of you don't have to go through anything and I'm kind of like well first you know let me just read it for you maybe that would just better I could better uh phrase it because I'm not so good with the paraphrasing with stupid people it, it's really difficult uh she said all the content you've been putting out is just me. And the only reason I'm reading this is because I did a reactionary video to this too. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's coming full circle, folks. Stick with me. I'm going to get to why I was listening to Pac on the weekend and then to Jack Harlow being white as hell. But just follow the breadcrumbs down the insane rabbit hole that is my life. And she says, all the content you've been putting out is just making fun of women that are fat or not as pretty as they are hoping to portray themselves. Well, firstly, that's not true. I went back and I counted the videos. I made fun. I did a total of like eight videos, four were of guys, four of women. And only two of the women was because they were fat. 
So clearly you're projecting on here and you're trying to, well, let me get to that. She continues. She continues. She says, I get seeing a crazy video and making some sort of response, but it's getting just sad at this point because it's so directed and repetitive. We get it. You don't think they're pretty enough or skinny enough and therefore they aren't worthwhile as human beings. Well, I mean, she's not wrong. I'm kidding. I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> Here's the deal. If you put it out there on the internet, I'm going to make fun of it. I don't care if you like that or not. But she says, you were magically blessed with better genetics that made you more enjoyable to look at. So now you are superior. And then she does the rolly face emoji. Well, thank you for admitting that I'm hot. Blessed with good genetics? I go to the gym every day. I don't get to sit there and cram fat pills down my throat like you gargantuans do. I mean, I could. I choose not to. I don't indulge myself in Cokes and cheeseburgers and fat pills every meal, every day, blow up, and then blame the world why I'm a glutton. That's not what I'm going to do. So for you to sit there and make this accusation because at heart you're projecting because I went to her profile and guess what? She's a blimp. <laughs> and so when I did the reactionary video, I read the comment and I was doing some music in the background and then it cuts to a picture of her. I blurred her face out. I'm getting nice in my old age. And then it, a shot back at me looking at the phone going, that's just the way it is. It's like, it's always the fat ones that complain about you making fun of fat people. That's it. And the funny thing is there were even fat women in the comments like, bro, I'm fat. And I think this is hilarious. Guess what? You you need it. Facebook, listen up. Right here, bring it in. I don't give a fuck. I don't. I don't need more friends. I've got friends. If I offend you and you want to come on my page and cry about it, I'm going to make fun of you even more, especially if you're fat. You know why? Because it's women like this. Let's get serious for just real, real quick. It's women like this with this enablist attitude, this enablist behavior support of, oh, it's never your fault. It's always the world. The world forced that cheeseburger in your mouth. Your depression, your this, your, you know how many people have to work through this stuff to go to the gym, work through depression, work through whatever the things they might be going through, but they're still stick with the gym, not eat their feelings, do the right thing, and don't blame the world. You know how many people? There's a lot. And the thing is, they're not usually online bragging about it because they don't give a fuck about what enables like victims like you think. So you can sit here and you can cry about it, but baby, I'm just going to double down. And now you really can't ban me because I'm not saying anything, but I'm going to offend the ever loving fuck out of you because here's the reasoning why your types have become so prevalent on social media and in the real world that you have made this world and this country weak with your enabling behavior. Yes. Fat shaming works not for everybody, but for those that it does good. If it doesn't work for you, then ignore it. And by the way, I know every excuse under the sun. Oh, well, yeah, I suffer from a condition. Like single digit percentile of people in America actually suffer from like type one diabetes. Did you know? It's like 4%. 4% type one. Okay. That's genetic versus type two that in many cases you can beat with cleaning up the diet. Actually, not always, but still you have a much better chance of it. And guess what? The majority of these types are that are doing these videos. They're type two. They're type two. So no, they earn that diabetes. They earn that diabetes, baby. They work for it. So I just, I don't care. 
I don't care if you're offended. I don't look down my nose at you people, but I'm certainly not going to pull back and not make ever loving fun of you because why that's what's needed because sometimes that's what people need to hear to wake up and say, wait a minute. I'm killing myself very slowly, but I'm still killing myself. I'm teaching my children these disgusting behavioral patterns. They're not exercising. And what are they going to be? They're going to be a burden on society. They're going to be a burden on me. They're going to be a burden on you. Because why? Because we're going to have to pay for their freaking whatever medical condition they got to deal with. A big, fat burden. Big, fat burden. Telling you. I did not have the intention of coming on here and fat shaming today, but damn it, you just bring it out in me. You, you just bring it out of me. The drill sergeant just comes out full. You don't be fat. No. Work on it. I'm serious. No, all serious, all kidding aside. Look, I don't hate fat people. I used to be fat myself, and it took someone to literally fat shame the ever-loving shit out of me before I actually woke up and said, wait a minute, this is not good. Number one, it's not attractive. I don't care what any of these fat, disgusting, lesbian, dyke-looking feminists are going to tell you with the fucking the, the, the hair and the septum rings. It's not attractive. You're not attractive. That's why half of you are lesbians. That's the exact reasoning why. Because men don't want to have sex with you because you are repugnant. Therefore, and here's the other thing. These fat lesbians, their partners, do you ever see them with hot partners? No, you don't. Even other good, attractive women don't want to bang you. Them's the breaks. Now, I'm not preaching at the single-digit percentile that are on meds that have this, this condition. I get it. If the shoe doesn't fit, don't wear it. But if it does, and you're trying to kid yourself that it doesn't by using your self-inflicted disabilities, uh, that, that ain't, that ain't going to fly with me, bud. Not going to fly. I don't give a shit. Because here's the deal. At the end of the day, I don't have to live in your body. You do. You do. You got to deal with the pain. You got to deal with the being winded. You got to deal with the medical conditions. You got to deal with all of these things. So, in response to this lady that does not like my reaction videos, I'm just going to react even harder. So hard. So hard. There you go. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And you know how many messages I still get? And people are like, bro, your fat shaming video changed my life. Thank you. I still get DMs about this. You know how many people I've had respond to me is like, you know, because of your video, I've, I've gained on 500. Not a single message. People people being upset on behalf of fat people. My friend is fat and I just went to, whoa, 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 whoa. Your friend is, you're not. I don't give a fuck about you. It's like, tell your friend to write me and then I'll make fun of her too. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just saying. But I always love the, the cop out of like, you were blessed with genetics. No, no, we weren't. No, and I used to be fat, so you don't get to use these excuses. It's a crock. It's a crock. But anyway, so that's why I was listening to Tupac. <laughs> he is good. We're 11 minutes into the show, man. It's Monday. How you folks doing? How y'all doing? Doing good? How was your weekend? It was good. My daughter started her uh, soccer season. Started off with the W. Feels like it was just over. Uh, it was back in the fall. Hmm. Okay. So the end of their that season was, huh. I think... October, maybe. Started off with a W. Started off with a W. It's a strong make you, win. Make you feel proud. It does. Those games are so much fun. I really get into them. You said you're handing out samples to some of the soccer dads. Yeah, they love them. Josh is drug dealing Delta 8 at the soccer games. It's the they greatest thing ever. 
Just get, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. sprinkling it around yeah. and giving everybody a, a chance to try it. Hey, Susan, I noticed that you've been feeling down and just, you know, low energy because, you know, Xavier's been out there playing. But I've got this neat little thing that you can try. It's called Xanax. Have you heard of it? Maybe smoke some crack while you're at it. That's well, what Josh uh, is doing with Delta 8. Like one of the guys, one of the dads had just had surgery. Mm. And so instead of taking the opioids that the hospital yeah. prescribes, yeah. you know, he wanted to try the Delta 8 and it worked for him. Yeah. Well, we've had a lot of people do that. Yes, Remember we Duke, have. Had, uh, yep. Duke blew surgery. out both of his knees. He, knees. he was doing the, um, I think he was doing squats. Yeah. Literally just split his knees and legs wide open. And he took our Delta 8 for his uh, his entire um, recovery process. Yeah. Didn't, didn't touch My wife, which she uh, blew split out her, her knees open. Her uh, <laughs> hamstring. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. She was, oh, yeah. She's, I mean, you want. She was on she crutches. Was a, oh, yeah. She that did not look fun. Pain. Yeah. Uh, but she just took the Delta 8 mm -hmm. to uh, mitigate the pain. I forgot all so, about that. You know, yeah. Not a lot of people want to get hooked on Oxy. Yeah. You know, that's a terrible drug to get hooked on. I I have I've done pills a handful of times. The what the first time was I think I was eight I was nineteen. I got my wisdom teeth yanked out in Germany when I was still in the army and they gave me I think it was Percocet and oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Like, it was fun, but it, it was one of those things like I don't mess with pills. I don't mess uh, the only thing I've ever really done uh, until we launched Shell Shock was just drink, have a few drinks. Yeah. I would never I wasn't really a big druggie, but now I'm just like a straight up pothead. Not really. I mean, I just well, like the Delta Eight rather than like I'll yeah. have a beer or a couple beers if I go out, but at yeah. home, if I'm just chilling, I just oh, yeah. like to you know relax. And I love it, man, because it's we're in that part of the show, folks. Just in case you didn't hear, <laughs> we smooth transition to this bad boy. No, you're right. I don't like. I still love. Um, oh, matter of fact, tonight we are grilling a uh, over fire grill a. Um, Oh, Tomahawk. We got a bottle of Camus. It's, it's an expensive wine. It's a California wine. If you've never tried Camus, it's actually really good. Pairs very well. My first time, I think it's my first time grilling a Tomahawk. So I'm excited for this. And I still use Jason from Grill Your Ass's uh, steak, steak seasoning. His stuff is his top notch. Oh, it's so good. The thing that I think a lot of people fail to realize, like, yeah, his branding is cartoon. It's, it's cartoonish. It's comical. It's funny. But his spice, though, it's top notch. Like, the stuff is really good. It's kind of like, if it had, like, a more professional, like, serious branding, I don't think it would have done nearly as well because it resonated with the veteran community. Yeah. But what he's got there, it's just like, dude, this stuff is amazing. I think you can use code Burke to save yourself some money. Uh, but not until you, you buy from Shell Shock first. Uh, you, you screw you that gotta guy. You got to work up an appetite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once you get done using this grill your ass off seasoning, you know, take some of our Delta 8. But no, it's... um. You're right, man. Like, pop it a gummy. You don't have to smoke it. Ours is, ex it's not expensive. It's like yeah. 35, 40 bucks for a bag that'll last you a month. Like, I'm pretty sure you can't get that. Because everybody, I always love the comments. On, just smoke weed. All the comments on Twitter. Just smoke weed. Yeah, just well, do the real thing. It's legal. like, bro, how much are you spending? What are you doing to your lungs? You stink. You reek of this stuff. All I got to do is pop a gummy that cost me 40 bucks for a month's worth. And you're really, it's like, oh, just, bro, you're just doing it because of ego. Yeah. If I can achieve the same thing through a gummy and you want to sit there and stand on principle and ceremony, you be my guest. That's also why you're kind of considered fucking potheads, too, because you're stupid. If you're telling me that something better comes along, it's cheaper, gives you the same effect, and it doesn't screw up your lungs, doesn't leave you. And here's the other thing. Nobody's going to know you're doing it. Yeah. Now, you take with that what you will. They can't smell it on you. They can't see it. So you, you, you take that as you will for those that like to test the limits. You want to go to school, college, whatever? You don't want them to know that you're baked? Well, don't want them to know you're baked? Take Delta 8. <laughs> Delta 8? It's Visine. It's Visine, yeah. 
So now, if you want to smoke weed, smoke weed. That's fine. But I can't stand those nerds. You just smoke weed instead of buying Delta You know, the thing, too, about even in states where marijuana is legal yeah. is the government stepped in and said, okay, it's yep. legal, but we're going to tax, tax it at like 40, 50%. Out, yeah. So if you're going in to buy, you know, a bag of weed, mm-hmm. it's going to cost you probably and, three or four times more yep. than getting it from your local drug dealer on the street. And you're giving a shitload to the government. Yeah. So it's not really doing anything. No. At all, so, like you, and you just the Delta Eight. I think our product is just far superior. Anyway. I do too. I do too. I, I love our stuff, and we get a lot of great. Um, we get a lot of great feedback. We have a lot of people oh, that yeah. listen to the show that love the Delta Eight. So, don't hate Delta Eight. That that could go either. Okay, whatever. We'll move on. Anyway, shellshockcbd.com. Go check it out. Oh, by the way, today is the last day. The Eagles not chicken shirt. The, today is it. We're doing the order uh, after today's show. If you have not, um. Yeah, even uh, JR Deck in the chat says, make my lungs hurt smoking weed. I can do the gummies. Exactly. There's a lot of people that can't smoke. Now, to me, again, I got to tell people, it's like, if you want to smoke weed, do your thing. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't look down my nose. What I look down my nose at are other people trying to lecture everyone else. So you should just do this instead. It's like, then have you tried it? And normally it's like, no. I was like, well, then you need to try it. And if you like it and gives you the same effects. Oh, by the way, without the paranoia, then why would you continue to pay more, smell like it and you know, having to screw up your lungs. Although half of them, I think, I don't think really care about their health, to tell you the truth. So, I don't know. I don't know. What was I looking up? The, um, oh, what was it? Either way, the uh, Eagles Not Chicken shirts, johnburke.com. Here we go. Uh, Today is the last day to get your order in. We've sold actually a lot of these shirts. I was, I was surprised. I didn't think we'd sell this many shirts. Again, it is the Eagles, not chickens. Uh, that is totally not a ripoff of somebody else's brand that supported a dude beating the crap out of a 14-year-old boy on a wrestling mat. Eagles, not chickens. Well, John, why would I want to buy this? Well, it's simple because you too can be an eagle. We can rent ATV dune buggies, drive around the desert holding smoke grenades and bragging about how alpha we are. Even though we've technically never done anything alpha in our entire lives, except virtue signal for the likes of social media. <laughs> Eagles, not chickens. <laughs> can't stand that douche. I really can't. Waylon is an uber douche. He's with, he's with those groups of people out there that they, they make bank off of selling you an idea of how to sell other things. Like, if you really think about it, I got invited to to one of these two things like twice. It was it was like him, uh, some other guys, hardcore clothes, the rest of these guys, uh, Steve Kuklo, and a lot of them. And uh, you know, I don't I don't talk to a lot of people anymore because they kind of went their separate ways. But they had this this retreat, and they were just talking about like you know, it's a bunch of high end influencers come together, and it's almost like it's a train the trainer on how to sell a timeshare. That that's what it feels like. It's what it smacks of. It's like hey, bring a friend. And it's like, and then you get this free four hundred dollar gift card to a gun store. Oh by the way, you got to sit through a one hour timeshare meeting you seen these that's what these guys remind me of and Waylon's a part of that crew it's always the same thing it's it's a Tommy Robinson knockoff let's get everybody feeling good and then sell them on how to make their business better but not give them any actionable material except just be motivated which again is not wrong you know you do have to be motivated to be in this business God knows it's hard but still but still yeah Waylon that nerd Guy talks like he's a freaking veteran, wears like the desert scarf, always smoking cigars and beating the crap out of 14-year-olds. What a nerd. (laughs) 
All right, there's the link, allamericansavagshow.com or johnburke.com. Go to mar- uh, merch and get your Eagles, not chickens. By the way, it is totally not made in China, but it says it's made in China. You see, we reversed what he did. You see, we, we, did, we did the opposite. <laughs> we said it's made in China, but it's really made in America. He did the opposite. So, yeah, there you go. Support your local uh, Delta 8 dealer. <laughs> all right, let's get into the news, folks. After all, it's why you're here. Appreciate you guys tuning in today. Uh, there is this new trend. Have you seen this? It's called uh, Dignify using AI, and it turns the tables on deep fake porn with a dose of AI modesty. But that's what the intention was, but it's gone beyond that now. Now they're taking random women that are dressed really skimpily, and they're putting clothes on them, and I'm not going to lie, they actually look better. It looks, here, we'll look at some some videos and or some, some photos together so you can see for yourself. Men, don't touch yourself while we're going through this. <laughs> A new AI gendering or generating image trend on social media known as Dignify AI has turned the tables on deep fake porn by creating images that add clothing to photos of scantily clad women in order to make them appear more modest. The trend has expanded to men as well, removing face tattoos and generating images of celebrities and clean cut members of society. Uh, let's click on some of these. Uh, that's Jack Subasek. Screw that nerd. This, here it is. It's Dignify AI. This guy, it's the account is Dignify AI, and you actually look at some of these photos, like, he does a very good job, and he, he takes random ones. <laughs> he does it for men. You've got women topless in the car, and he's putting a, a nice uh, dress on them, women showing extra amounts of, like, cleavage, underboob. He's putting modest tops, and the thing is, they actually look good. They look better. Yeah, they do. Modesty actually, I'm telling you, looks really good. All these, uh, yeah, all these e-thoughts, AI hoes, whatever you want to call them, putting them in, like, there's got there's a woman here with her boobs on the table with french fries on them, uh, and then the next photo, it's her with her boobs on the table covered by a tight shirt with onions. I, I don't know why he picked onions, because maybe because it looks like she's crying. This reminds me of that one account uh, where they write him in to ask him to um, Photoshop things. And instead, he like photoshops. It's like, can you remove um, something from this photo? And he just makes an entirely like removes the woman from the photo or something. It's I forget what the account. Rumble. What is the name of this account? Where are, it, these, where are these kids listening to these days over on the internet? Was it you suck at Photoshop? Is that it, what it's called? Maybe that's it. Either way, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Though, right? Okay. Yeah. So that, it's one of those things that um, yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious. But a lot of these photos, like he does a very good job. Like some of these women, it's like again. It just, it's like, look, when you show off the goods, the goods no longer have any worth or value when you give the goods away for free. But when you hide the goods, when you cover up them sweater puppies, makes dudes watch even more. Crazy, I know, right? It's called class, having class. And also the thing that comes along with them wanting you, it's a lot of respect for you having self-respect. Because let's be honest, women, you have the power. I'm not wrong on this. Women have the power. You don't yeah, see do. women pursuing men. Men pursue women. Men will sleep with anything with two legs and a butthole to include each other. That's how we got the gays. <laughs> women, you got your choice. Even the fat ones, you got your choice. There's a desperate dude out there somewhere. He's looking. He's looking. Am I wrong? Am I wrong on this, folks? I mean, come on. We got a lot of them on here. Let's, let's, got, let's come to Jesus with John Day. Let's we have some hard hitting truths. 
Women have the power. Okay, you talk about like, let's look at the olden days of kings and queens of yore. Well, the king was mostly influenced by whom? The queen or his concubine or his mistress, depending on which culture you came from. Why? Because they had that good good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know what I'm saying either. Okay. They have a vagina is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> All right. No, it's true. It is true. Women can manipulate men. Women that know what they're doing. Now, men, of course, can do it. I'm not sitting here you know, crying that men are victims. Of course not. We know what we're doing. We're not stupid. But women have all the control, especially beautiful women, especially intelligent, beautiful women, because they know what they're doing. Yeah, Prince wrote a song about it. They did? What do you call it? You have to look it up. I'm not a big say. Prince fan. Just not. <laughs> Just can't do it. But yeah, who would have thought? Modesty, making a comeback. Hmm? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <clears throat> Guys earning their mountain tag. <laughs> That's a 10th mountain joke there for those that uh, actually served pretty good. Uh, well, um, I'm pretty sure you've seen the, uh, the news about the Lakewood church shooter. I heard about it during, Oh, before we get into that, uh, the Super Bowl. How many of y'all actually watch the Super Bowl? If you watch Super Bowl, press one in the chat. If you watch the Super Bowl, press one in the chat. Uh, we were at, uh, we had, we had tango class yesterday, so afterwards, we were supposed to go home and grill, um, but she was like, you know, I wanted, she wanted to see Usher. Apparently, I think Usher was the biggest draw for a lot of women, uh, millennial women, because everybody grew up on Usher. Me, I just, I always thought it was the same as Casey and JoJo, and I was just never into him. I, didn't, I was like, yeah, yeah same here. he had some hits, but I was like, yeah, okay, Usher, Usher, that was about it. But anyway, so we went to a little restaurant, um, got some bar food. And just sat back, and I, I caught the second half of the game. But uh, did you? Well, you said you watched the entire thing. Yeah. What'd you think? It was all right. It was good. I think I, my favorite okay. commercial was the Christopher Walken one. Okay. So I didn't see that one. Before we get to the commercials, though, let's just talk about the game in and of itself. I thought it was a very good game. I thought if you're gonna have a Super Bowl, that's the way to have it because again, you're going into overtime, pending on a field goal. Oh my God. Yeah, I think the Lions did get cheated too. Spaz in the chat. The Lions they, got cheated? How? They went for it on fourth down. They had like seven minutes, 40 seconds left in the NFC Championship game against uh, the 49ers. Mm -hmm. And uh, just... I didn't see that game. Yeah. Dude, I'm, it, was, it was a real <clears> disappointment. They shouldn't have they shouldn't have gone for it. Should have kicked a field goal and tied it. But uh, this game... This game, they the did. Same he thing went for it. They went for they it. Fourth and one and nailed it. Well, the I think the 49ers should have went for it in overtime when they mm. were down on their five-yard line. They mm. should have... Try to pick up. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know, I know. Well, I mean, Mahomes, you know, Mahomes is just going to go down and do do what he did, and he scored a touchdown. That field game. goal they went for it, or no, the blocked field goal that, that would have won them. That would have won. The that would have yeah. won the game. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Now I will say though, the game in and of itself was suspenseful. Whether you liked it or how it was played, I think the entertainment value of it though was worth it. I think that was a very good because they said it was the second game to go into overtime in the Super Bowl. The second Super yeah. Bowl game to go into overtime. Um, <clears throat> And they changed the rules. I'm glad they explained that because I did, I wasn't aware of that. And the, the rules I'm referring to are um, when you go into overtime, you have the coin toss, and whatever team scores first to include a field goal wins. Now it's changed. Yeah. It's that you get the ball first, you get your drive. If you don't make it and you punt and kick and they get their turn, then whoever scores first wins. So basically what happened is like, say, for example, the uh, who was it? The uh, 49ers hit the ball first. 
they were they, real, they were down like to the five yard line. Yeah, they should have just yeah they should have went for it, try to pick up the first down. They're right there. But uh, instead, um, that's the realtor guy. The they what did they kick a field goal? Yeah, they kicked yeah, the they field, kicked goal. field goal, and then the uh, Chiefs got it, and then they they ran it back. Now, the way it would have worked though, and with the new rules, the way it did work, is that even though the um, <clears throat> the Forty Nine ers got the ball first and scored first, the opposing team does get one chance to Unless receive. Unless the Forty Nine ers had scored a touchdown, if they, if they would have scored a touchdown, the game would have been over. I didn't know. No, I thought. Yeah. Are you sure? Wait, are you yeah. you're certain? Because yeah. I, I could have um, swore they explained in the no, rules that 100 percent unless you get a if you get a touchdown because it's just like college. It's so if you okay. kick a field goal, know then the other team has a chance to go down to tie it or to win. Okay. So, but if it's a yeah, if they went down and scored a touchdown, then oh, the 49ers would win. That's why I didn't saying. know that. Okay. They should have went for it to try to score a mm, touchdown. I see what you're saying now. Okay. Or they could have stopped them. Yeah. And if the defense yeah. would have stopped them, then they would have won. But, I didn't know that. I, um, yeah. Interesting. Well, either way, I thought it was good. Now it was good. My dad came over, cooked some wings. Oh, and, that's nice. You know, we hung out, so. yeah, a little fat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. We just yeah bar. We went to uh, it's called um, <clears throat> if you're in the DFW area, it's called uh, yeah. I don't know what it's called. Oh my gosh. Are you, are you guys saying I'm wrong? So even if the 49ers scored a touchdown, they did change. They're saying they they changed it, and you're stupid. I, I'm reading the comments right here. You might not see that comment, but I'm saying there's a lot of comments calling you stupid and John's smart and intelligent. You might not see those comments, but I do. I agree with you guys. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm wrong. They both have a chance now, even if 49ers got a touchdown with the new rules. Okay. I thought that's how it was. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, my impression was that even if they score a touchdown, the opposing yeah, team they, still yeah. gets the uh, chance. I, get, or the I guess I had a... Uh, yeah, because when the referee yeah, was the moon explaining landing it, was fake. You're, that is correct, though. The moon landing did not happen. And that, folks, is what we call the straw man. <laughs> Pay no attention behind this man. But anyway, uh, the Super Bowl commercials, what was your favorite? The Christopher Walken one. I didn't see that one. I think it was like the BMW uh, electric car commercial. Okay. I've seen one he was doing, but it, it was, was like him on the funny. phone. Yeah. Well, everybody was doing their Christopher Walken impersonation. Okay. To every person he went in, in front of. Let's, let me see if I can pull this up. It's pretty funny. Let me see if I can pull this up. Um, what was everybody's favorite uh, favorite uh, YouTube commercial? I like the Jason Momoa one. Bet you did. Christopher Walken BMW commercial. I'm gonna ignore that you even said that because I even know what that implies. <laughs> uh, he's got a commercial. He did one for uh, BMW, but that was posted 12 days ago. Let me uh, Christopher Walken super. That was the first time I had seen it. I wonder if it's the same same commercial. BMW 24 Super Bowl commercial starring Christopher Walken and Usher. Uh, okay, yeah, here it is. See if the stack's up. Let's see if this actually works. Boom. But that doesn't stop people from trying to imitate his instantly. There we go. New ad. Here we go. Is this it? Is this right. the ad? It's the real deal. 100% electric. This is it. It's the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Enjoy your coffee. Careful, it's hot. Thanks. 
Your dog's so cute. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, so adorable. Yeah, wow. Right. We both know it's the man makes the clothes. Oh, you know, you look nice. Okay, we done? Hello, Mr. Walken. Well, does this table work for you? Yeah. Yeah. Did someone say yeah? Don't you got somewhere to be? Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's only one Christopher Walken and only one ultimate driving machine. The rest are just... Oh, that was pretty funny. You know, I'm just going to say it right now. I already miss Christopher Walken when he dies. <laughs> I know that sounds horrible to say. But I think Christopher Walken's one of those guys, like, we should appreciate him more now while yeah. he's alive. Like, that guy is... He'll never get old. No. No. It won't. I know. It's Christopher Walken. You know? What are you going to do? Hey. Stab you in the face with a soldering iron. What are you talking about, baby? That guy's got a genre all unto himself. Like, I would say the equivalent would be Bill Murray. Their yeah. own unique genre, but I think Walken is more recognizable because how can you impersonate Bill Murray? Yeah, you can. But Walken definitely has his own kind of genre of comedy. I mean, is it comedy or it's just a Walkenism? I don't know what you would call it. That's a good way to put it, Walkenism. The philosophy of Walkenism. Oh, oh, what I'm talking about. I'm talking to my guy all wrong. Now, I think for me, the funniest one was the Jason Momoa one. Did you see that one? Is it where he was singing? Yes. Oh, my God, dude. It was, like, really good. Um... Let me pull this up. Jason, if I could, if I could, there we go. If I could actually say it right. It's got my, my, my peeps from Scrubs. T-Mobile this weekend, the telecommunications company has a new commercial that's rolling out during the. Oh man, wait. No, this is just them talking about it. I want to actually see it. Here we go. Sorry, party's canceled. Waiting on the cable internet guy. Tell him, Zach. First, I had cable, but those cords weren't me. I needed to find new Wi-Fi. And he cried, so he switched to T-Mobile. Home internet with 5G. It runs on their network. Just plug it in and you'll see. Shirt off, you guys are fine. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't play the audio. It just showed the. It just oh, we didn't play the audio. I just played the audio, oh, not the video. Okay, bro, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Now, of course, there were some woke commercials too. Apparently, one where like Jesus loves all the fruitcakes. See that one? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, I didn't I play the video. Somewhere. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, the one where, uh, dude, what what is going on with Michael Knowles? Like, has this guy just gone off the reservation? Number one, Michael knows, Knowles knows. Michael Knowles has prided himself on being a very, very devout Catholic. He's very religious. 
But then he turns around and then he sings and heaps massive amounts of praise on Donald Trump, not just for political stuff, but other things that kind of like fall into the realm of like, well, look, I can understand why you support Donald Trump politically, but to say that he's like a good human being, it's like, does anybody really agree with that? Like this dude banged the porn star. You know, you hear him on tape, like, talking about you got to grab about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, I'm on them like a bitch in him. I just love kissing him. It's like, dude, I mean, come on. We all know Donald Trump is, he's certainly no Jesus Christ. In fact, he's no Judas either. He's not even that good. <laughs> I mean, he's good at what he does. But I also don't care about a person's morality. Not to that extent. All I care about is, can you do the job? That's all I care about. Now, I know some people disagree with that. That's fine. I understand that if you want to have a politician that is a purist, according to your own standards, good luck with that, by the way. But I get it. It does make sense. I don't agree with it per se, but fair enough. It's kind of like the whole lawyer deal. This guy could be a total asshole, but as long as he's an asshole working for me, I'm okay with it. I feel the same way with presidency. I really do. Any politician. Any politician, yeah. So that being said, though... um, I, I just found it so funny Michael Knowles is doing this. But then that commercial during the Super Bowl airs, which it's kind of like, I always love how one side is like, Jesus would have loved the prostitutes. And yes, he would have. But he also would have condemned them from their unrighteous acts and told them to get right with God. You always leave that second part out. It's always that Jesus would have accepted us. He would have accepted you out of love, but condemned your actions and behavior. Absolutely, he would have, because he even says, what fellowship is light with darkness? He eventually would have condemned you. You always leave that little part out. But anyway, Michael Knowles says he's okay with it. You go read the tweet yourself. He's literally tweets out, like, you know, I get how this comes across, blah, 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 but if it just saves one liberal, I'm okay with it. It's like, so you're okay with the messaging taking on an inauthentic narrative in order to try and win other people over based upon a fake version of Christianity they're seeing that is not rooted in scripture, but you're okay with that. I'm, I'm just curious on this and I'm not going to I don't preach it. People, I don't like getting religious or involved with religion. Cause I feel it's like, look, teach their own. If you believe you do, if you don't, you don't, that's fine. I try, I honest to God, do my best to display the tenets of, of the whole live and let live. If you want to be Muslim, fine. I have no issue with you unless you start blowing stuff up again. Then I got some, I, I got beef. I'm not cool with that. Okay. If you're a Jew, if you're Muslim, if you're Amish, if you're Mormon, if you're Catholic, I don't care. I, and I, I, I mean this. I, I am not offended by other people's religions. In fact, I'm very curious about them. I'm still learning a lot about Judaism. It's not with the intent of like, I want to believe, but it's just, it's always interesting to understand people's religious rationale or why they believe the things they do. It's, it's no different in my mind than studying, say, for example, Greek mythology. It's, it's very interesting to me. And people don't seem to be able to understand that idea of, of trying to understand something, not with the intent of being converted or to agree, hence why I love talking to people I don't agree with, to understand where they're coming from. But it's the point is to learn and educate. So I, honest to God, don't have an issue with people's religions. But what I really do take an issue with is someone who sits there and, you know, sits on their, their public stand and preaches to people. They, they bang the podium all they want, but then they're hypocritical and what they use their platform for when it comes to religious ideologies, preferencing Catholicism, which is Michael Knowles' case. It doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it's because I'm stupid. I'm simple, probably. I don't know. But I'm certainly no Sean Hannity stupid, that's for sure. Has he has he gotten worse? Like, I'm talking about his, his, his speech. I actually was listening to Hannity on the Sean way home. Ha- uh, 
I haven't listened to Sean Hannity in, my God, I don't know, 2014? I've been on this 80 AM radio, radio kick. Uh, I just, I, I love, I grew up on AM radio. My dad used to listen to Rush, El Rushbo, um, loved Rush. And uh, Hannity, uh, Michael Savage, he was another one. Um, who else? It was Hannity. Remember, it was Hannity and Combs. How many of you are old enough to remember that? Hannity and Combs? Remember that one? It was the liberal and Hannity. And yeah. it's like that. I, I was like, that ain't going to last. <laughs> that is not going to last. But either way, I was listening to that on the way home. And Hannity's show came on. Shapiro came on. Hannity's show came on. And uh, Hannity, he sounded drunk. Kind of slurring his words. It's your friend Sean Hannity here. Like, what? what's going on? Is, is he getting older or is he drunk? You sons of bitches, listen up. I'm telling you, no, nobody knows where, like, Hannity does. Your friend Hannity. I got to call Trump right now. <laughs> I got to call Donald Trump for interview, cocksucker. <laughs> two, one, two. Yeah, that's him. I could have swore, though. I could have swore that uh, he, he sounded inebriated. He really did. Um, either way. But thought that was interesting. But anyway, um, breaking, well, not breaking news. Yesterday during the Super Bowl, found out about this, uh, the shooting at the Lakewood Church. Uh, did, y'all, did y'all hear about this? Lakewood Church shooting. This is Joel Olstein's church, the uh, feel-good preacher that I've actively condemned on here many, many, many times because he's a teacher and a false, false prophet. Uh, FBI police reportedly searched Houston area home linked to female suspects. Now, I don't know this for a fact, I have read a few different sources where they're saying this was actually a trans shooter. Also an, an immigrant. Not sure if it's legal or illegal. Authorities in Texas are reportedly searching a home on Monday in the Houston area for clues as to why a woman opened fire. Now, I don't know if this is a woman. Initial reports were it is a moron. Oh, Mormon, God. A mor- I thought it was just a moron. Uh, oh, that, then one of those two. It was... It was a woman, but I'm unsure if it was trans. Therefore, it was a man. I'm not sure. Now, I do know that the person had a five-year-old. The five-year-old was shot. It's currently in critical condition. Having not gotten any updates on that. And it was two, um, two off-duty police officers that essentially shot and killed her. God bless them. Um, authorities in Texas are reportedly searching a home on Monday in the Houston area for clues as to why a woman opened fire inside Joel Olstein's Lakewood Church on Sunday afternoon before being killed by off-duty police officers at the scene. A property in Conroe, where investigators believe the shooter lived, is being looked over by members of the FBI and the Texas Rangers, the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, and the Conroe and Houston Police Departments, according to KPRC. The suspect has not been publicly identified. Actually, um, they have. News of the search continue or comes as witnesses are being uh, are opening up about the chaos that erupted. Um, Christina Rodriguez, who was inside the church, told KTRK that she started screaming, "There's a shooter! There's a shooter!" And then she and others ran to the backside of a library inside the building, then stood in a stairway before they were told it was safe to leave. Um, yeah, Texas authorities from F, uh, excuse me, Fox, uh, Lakewood Church shooting police reportedly searched Houston area home linked to the shooter. Uh, yeah. And apparently on the AR-15, as soon as I heard rifles, like it's probably an AR-15. It's probably an AR-15. And the press is going to have a field day with it. Um, but on the AR-15, it was written on there, free Palestine. Oh, oh, mm. yes. There's nothing like freeing Palestinians from the repercussions of their own actions by gunning down innocent Christians. Isn't that such the Muslim way? I'm just kidding. It. How you do it? It's the religion of peace again, isn't it? This is a <laughs> white female, non-Hispanic, 55190. Goes by the name of, bro. Uh, if that's a white Jeffrey female, Morano. 
If that's a white female, come on. Come on. <laughs> huh. If that was, a, come on. That was not, that's not a white female. Let's see if we got a picture. <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah, you can look on Twitter. It's, well, it's, her pronouns are they, them now. <laughs> they dead. <laughs> or was. Was, were. Was, were. Excuse me. That's crazy. Um... Longtime church member Alan, or excuse me, Alan Guilty, whose family is from Honduras, told the Associated Press he was uh, resting inside the church's sanctuary when he heard gunshots. He was resting inside the church's sanctuary. They, the service hadn't started yet. I think they were in between services. So he was resting, like sleeping, like sitting down. I oh, don't know. okay. Why would you just say sitting? I was, I was sitting down between service. Why was it? Why would you say resting? I don't know. They have, do they have nap time in that church? They do, Maybe. don't they? They have nap time. Maybe. I've never yeah. been. I listened to a little thing from Olstein himself talking about, like, it could have been a lot worse, you know. We were going into the Spanish service, and I'm like, well, you got a Spanish service? It's like, damn, dude, you guys got it all. Like, you got everything. Like, you know, it's a me- – It's that guy is so loaded. It's a mega church. It's a mega church. Like, ah, loaded. Dude is just set for life. You know how much money that dude has? Just that building alone. No kidding. I'm I'm just it's paid for. Whew. Man, politics and Jesus can make you some serious money if you're willing to sell your souls. Shooter entered the church with a long rifle, wearing a backpack and a trench coat, accompanied by a small child, approximately four to five years old. Houston Police Chief uh, Troy Finner said, after the shooter opened fire, off-duty officers at the scene engaged the shooter and returned fire. The shooter was pronounced dead at the scene. Police said that two people were injured, a 57-year-old man and the child that the shooter came with, who remains in critical condition at a children's hospital. Uh, during a press conference, Austin thanked law enforcement and said that he was devastated by the shooting. We don't understand why all these things happen, but we know God's in control, Austin said. Uh, Greg Abbott, Texas governor, called the shooting tragic. Our hearts are those impacted by... So, realistically, one person died, and it was the shooter. God willing, the child doesn't. Hopefully not. But I would say in the grand scheme of things, one dude hitting the leg... The five-year-old, God willing, survives. That's a good outcome compared to what it could be, what it could have been, excuse me. And you see, and folks, that right there, again, that right there, and I already know Democrat arguments. Let's say that 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 freak didn't have an AR-15. Say that freak had a nine mil, a pistol, whatever. Those officers carrying off-duty, by the way, prevented more violence from happening because here's the deal. That shooter probably could have gotten a gun the legal way and still tried to do the same thing she did here and people, good guys with gun guns, stopped a bad guy with a gun. Literally proven right there. Now imagine if those two officers hadn't been there. Imagine what would happen then. Be a lot more people dead because nobody's going to, who's going to stop that? How are you going to stop a shooter? Just saying. I remember the church I used to go to when I was a kid. Uh, there was a, I remember we had a meeting one time. It was like a, a brother's meeting to where we'd get together and discuss church business and stuff like that. And one of the main issues was, should the deacons be allowed to carry firearms? And there was a lot of people in the church that were against it, saying that we we are essentially not allowing God to have his will. And other people was like, it's God's will for us to protect ourselves. Um, and there was a lot of disagreement in the church on that. And it was just basically over the, the authorizing deacons. But I'm just kind of like, but what would stop any other member from carrying? You don't, you know, yeah. there's no, anybody can carry. And so I was like, well, is it blasphemous to carry inside God's church? 
That's like, to me, it's like, I think it comes down to intent. I think if the intent is I'm here to protect myself and my family and this church, because clearly demons from hell are going to take control of people to come in and wreak, wreak havoc on this church, I do want to be able to defend myself. I think God's will is for us to do that, not be passive as sheep. So I never had an issue with it. I think I carried in church a few times um, growing up. Once I'd, uh, I was still in the army, we visited different churches and stuff like that. I still carried and I was like, I, I'm always going to. I was like, I, I think it's, you know, if somebody doesn't like Christians, specifically Muslims or whatever, that just love murdering Christians, that's going to be the place to do it. That will be the place to do it. So I know, I know a lot of people disagree with that. Some people are saying that, you know, when you do that, you are essentially saying that you don't need God's protection. It's like, no, I still need his protection. I've never, never claimed otherwise. It's like, we should always um, seek that and pray for that. But I also believe that God sets you up in a sense to where it's kind of like, you know, I'm giving you the ability, but necessarily you have to go out and create the opportunity. So, but shooter was trans. Okay. Is that, uh, is that actually been confirmed? The shooter trans? I think Jesus would have carried. Nah, I don't think he would have. I really don't. No, maybe he did. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he picked up the whip, went to town in the money changers inside this, uh, the temple. He did beat the snot at him, flipped over tables. You can't see me. He did. I mean, God is also a very, very vengeful God. He's, he's merciful. He's loving. He exemplifies all of the emotions that he's bestowed upon us. And look what, just look what he did to Jericho. <laughs> Isn't it kind of weird that we sing like, and the walls came tumbling down and then they don't finish it. And then Joshua slaughtered everything inside of there. It's like, it's, that's not, <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you really take a step back and think about it, it's like, uh, Joshua fought the bad love, Jericho, Jericho. It's like, and then he killed all the men, women, and children, as God told him. But didn't he, like, leave one and alive? he slaughtered everybody <laughs> inside. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God is great. God is great. <laughs> oh, my God. It, you know, that is kind of funny if you think about it. It's just like, what did we sing about growing up? But it became so normal to us. I don't know. It's like, damn, Philistines. <laughs> Kill them all. Oh, my God. Be one of those shows, folks. Uh, North Carolina governor, lieutenant governor says trans folk can stop using public toilets and find a corner outside. North Carolina's lieutenant governor, Mark Robinson, is at it again. The Bible bashing Republican first made headline. I already like this guy. I like, I like them. Uh, he's gonna be he's he's gonna be a Trump supporter. I guarantee it. Uh, after an appearance on Ashbury Baptist Church, the congregation applauded what Robinson told them. There is no reason anybody anywhere in America should be telling any child about transgenderism, homosexuality, or any of that filth. And yes, I called it filth. And if you don't like that, I called it filth. Come see me about it. Robinson took office in 2021. Despite his controversial views, he has continued to speak out against any advances in LGBTQ rights. This year, he's running to be the GOP candidate for governor. Damn. That's a return to the grand old party. Yep. Uh, you know, here's the deal. I, I agree with him, yeah, but I do. I do believe in supporting the rights of all people, you know, life, liberty and everything that comes with it. But I will say that uh, Speaker Mike Johnson had a clip leak where he talked about the fall of Rome was due to immorality, corruption from politicians and the spread, the rampant spread of homosexuality, which made the men effeminate, not wanting to fight various different things it's like he's not wrong. It's like, you can say that and you can, you can read this and you can take that as a slant towards homosexuals, like, but it was literally proven. The moral decay of the underbelly of the Roman Empire led to its utter, number one, split and then destruction and then sacking multiple times by the barbarians. So it's like, yes, it is 100% true. So 
And I was thinking about this the other day in regards to what social media has allowed us to see and how much of it that we were originally not supposed to see. Like, for example, you know, yesterday alone, I saw there was a church shooting. I saw there was a plane crash. I saw there's just a lot of violence, a lot of negativity. But I don't feel like we as human beings were meant to have access to so much information in such a quick fashion or such a quick manner. Like information flies at the speed of sound. And you pull up your phone and folks, when you just scroll through Instagram, say like you're me and you follow a lot of political stuff, you're getting hit with a lot of information. What does that do to the psyche? What does that do to your mind? How you think, how you function, how you react, the the social skills that you develop or rather the lack thereof in some in some cases. But when it comes to say, for example, um, how, how homosexuality, and I know I, this is a really big leap here though, how they talk about how homosexuality, um, led to the, the being effeminate for men. Well, homosexuality has existed all throughout man, all throughout time. This is not something new. This has always been in existence. The Bible even talks about it. I'm not saying it, 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 it condemns it. It doesn't condone it. But what I'm saying though, is that when you see how Rome fell due to the, the sexualization, the, the making it being okay to be effeminate and influential apps like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, where that's all you see now. It's all in your television. It's all in your, your TV stations. You see pride flags. Yeah. And I don't see very masculine homosexual men. I see very effeminate, very, uh, just very, uh, not, not male, not man. Um, so when you see something like that repetitively being pushed on the masses, I think it, it brings out more people. Hence why they said Gen Z is the most LGBTQ generation of all time. Because it's like, well, yes, you've exposed them to such high levels of homosexuality, bisexuality, polyamory, all this nonsense. Like all this nonsense. So it's like, yes, it's very, it's very influential. And I see America going down the exact same rabbit hole as Rome did. It was Rome. The Roman Empire was the beacon of what all countries wanted to be like. The technology was, we had the aqueducts. We had so much come from that. America, America has, has done so much in, in like weapons, things such as this. But either way, if you look at what America has become now, and I think it definitely helps my positioning though that I travel a lot. So I get, I get the chance to sit down with foreigners in other countries and kind of look over my shoulder at America. It's like, what do these people think of America? And a lot of them are like, it's a joke. It's, it used to be, like not even 10, 20 years ago, it was like America, greatest land of opportunity. Now it's like, it is a joke. It's a gay joke. You're chopping the dicks off of children. You're cutting breasts off of little girls. It's insanity. Just insanity what you've become. All because of what, folks? All because of what? <gasps> and now you see where I'm coming back to. As soon as we made gay normalized, what happens? The degeneracy was right behind it. So while I do believe you're right to live and let live, I'm also going to point the finger and say a lot of this, this is your fault. This is your fault. The degeneracy that came with you. Look, folks, when we had Trump as president, okay, now he's also pro-LGBT, but he's also still a conservative Republican or he claimed to be. Now, when you have a Republican in office, you see those issues kind of take a back door. No pun intended, okay? <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Either way, then Biden takes office. And what happens? What happens? Suddenly, the trans issue explodes. Now, Biden's a Democrat. They're all pro-fruitcake. That's what they're going to do. Absolutely, they're all about that. So then what happens? The transgender issue gets taken from the back burner and put on the front, and it goes mainline. 
and what comes right behind this. Did we have the genital mutilation to the level that we do today, back during Trump or even further back? No, we didn't. Now we do. Because once you open the floodgates, the rainbow floodgates, all this degeneracy comes with it. There's no boundary anymore. There's no line. There's no saying, okay, look, that's just too far. Now it's whatever. Do whatever. Love whomever. Fuck whomever. It doesn't matter. I got asked a question yesterday about, like, do you believe in uh, polyamorous relationships? I'm like, I don't. I really don't. Like, the ability to, to be with multiple partners and be in love. And one, one, like, almost like a threesome crowd. Like, it's you and two others, and you're all in love. And you're in one committed relationship to each other. Do you think that's possible? Me? No, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Not not that I wouldn't sit there and it's like, what, a guy unless with two women? Yeah, unless you're a man, then you're... Yeah, you're, you're going to love it. Man. Yeah, absolutely, you're going to love it. It's like, yeah, baby, I love you just as much. Wink, wink, wink. No, girl, you're my, you're my, you're my girl. But anyway, but it's just sitting there. I'm kind of like, uh, I don't think so. I think that when you love someone, that's like, that requires a certain amount of like energy. Like to stay... To stay in this this mindset of like, I'm going to make this work. This is my ride or die. I've told him. I've told her everything. They know my secrets. They know the ins and outs. We've worked on a relationship together, how to communicate, how to do all these things. Because there's a lot of work. I mean, you get the honeymoon phase. You're fucking like rabbits. I get it. But then comes the hard work of saying, okay, how do we work on communicating together? How do we um, soften our sharp edges so we're not cutting each other all the time, you know? So when I see things like polyamorous relationship is like, that sounds like way too much work and exploring territories that have not been normal in our society ever. I don't think maybe in other societies, but I don't think American society. Um, yeah, not even our founding fathers blue. I mean, they just had sex with women on the side. They didn't marry them. <laughs> it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, nah, but I, I was just like uh, polyamory. Why don't you just, just come out and say, it's like, I want to bang multiple people. Just, just say that or the transgenderism or it's like, you know, I'm bi, I'm not gay. It's like, yeah, you're gay. If you're bi, you're gay. If you're a dude and you're banging other dudes and you're also into women, you're also gay. You can't, there's no like, I'm half gay. Like I was born a quarter gay. It's like, no, you're gay, dude. You like, you like the way dictates. That's fine. Do your thing. I don't care. But don't sit there and like say that I'm not gay. It's like, yeah, you're pretty gay. I can't stand that. Either way. Johnson called it. Talked about the fall of the Roman Empire. This preacher right here, Mark Robinson, I'm impressed. Because didn't we say this last week? It's like there yeah, are no good. more yeah. there are no more preachers like this. Yep. And he's black, so you know they're not gonna touch him. Oh, that's the best part of it. <laughs> I've got protection from your racist claims because I'm black. And you can't say nothing about that. And he's right. He's right. We got one, folks. We got one. <laughs> we got us a token black. <laughs> That's, that's the thing. It's like I got friends on Twitter that will, they're two black, two black friends of mine. And they, oh my God, they say this all the time. Like, dude, if you're black and you come, you come out as Republican, you can make so much money off of like white Republicans that want to try and use you as their token black. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Kirk deal with Candace Owens. That's all Turning Point was. By the way, Candace Owens is no fan of Turning Point, I heard. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Or the Daily Wire, for that matter, right? I don't even know why the Daily, probably because she's under contract with them. Daily Wire hiring her was a big mistake. Oh, my God. Um, Ashley says, there is no bisexual. You either suck dick or you don't suck dick. Andrew dies clay. <laughs> Put that on his tombstone. 
Uh, one thing that I did take away from the Super Bowl, though. And, uh, oh, by the way. <clears throat> oh, God. MAGA, look, we got to have a talk, okay? I get our differences. I get it. But look. Look, okay. Here's the deal. I'm technically on the same political side as you to a degree. I don't agree with who you're voting for. But we got to have this talk. This whole movement of the hating Taylor Swift and the Taylor Swift-Travis Kels relationship being a psyop, they're going to rig the Super Bowl so that when they win, they can come out, they can endorse Joe Biden, get more votes, undermine Donald Trump. Yeah, this whole narrative that, by the way, spawned from the likes of Jack Sobasek, Benny Johnson, the conspiracy theorist grifters extraordinaire spawned this to include the likes of DC uh, Drano, moron extraordinaire. These, these three and then others got behind this idea, this conspiracy theory, and I've debunked it on the show already, and it wasn't hard to debunk because all you have to have is some common sense, that's it. But that once they won at the Super Bowl, they were going to make this announcement of we're voting for President Biden and they're going to help swing more votes. Well, here's the deal. Travis Kels has already promoted the likes of Bud Light, Pfizer vaccines, they call him Mr. Booster, so we already know this guy is voting for Joe Biden. Taylor Swift has done multiple videos about mansplaining and manspreading on subways. And she's come out as a diehard bleeding heart liberal. We already knew this. So when the likes of Jack Sobasek, Mr. Pizzagate himself, is like, wait a minute, I'm putting, so if we take Travis Kels and we take Taylor Swift and we put them together and, and, and they fabricate this relationship and then they're going to rig the Super Bowl so that way Travis Kelt can come out and say, that, hey, we're going to vote for Joe Biden. You know what, you know what Travis Kelt said? You know what he said in his acceptance speech there? Viva Las Vegas! Viva, viva, viva! Now, I'm not making that up. He literally said that. Did you yeah. see this? I, I'm like, bro. If I was Taylor Swift, like I'd be cringing the so bad. Dummy up there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> like, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. After that, as soon as he did the first, I'm like, all right, that's it. I can't. Watch oh, anymore. he's an that's idiot. It, yeah. This guy's a moron. But you know that if you're Taylor Swift and you're sitting there watching this guy act in such a manner, you know he's trying to upstage her. You know that, right? He's trying to showcase that he can hold his weight in this relationship because it's Taylor Swift that, by the way, I think just won a Grammy or something like that. She wants something. Did okay. you see Hillary Clinton's? Tweet about it? No. She said congratulations to uh, uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. She said that? And the uh, rest of the Kansas City. It's, it's something like that. Let me look. Wow. Uh, you yeah, sure that wasn't like, a satire account? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I would check that. It does not sound like something she would say because liberals would eat her alive for that. But either way, Travis, you know, during his acceptance speech, he's just got a Viva Las Vegas, just acting like the typical jock. It's like, dude, I feel like you definitely fit into that stereotype. But no matter. No matter. Um, he was trying to upstage Taylor Swift, who just won a Grammy. No, it's her. It is her. So what did she say? Congratulations to Taylor's boyfriend and the entire Kansas City Chiefs community. Oh, damn. Bro, when you got suicide extraordinary. <laughs> right out. There ain't got no him. way Hillary. Dude, do I like Hillary Clinton? No, I'm just totally kidding. Screw her. I can't believe she tweet that. Because, you know, you know, Democrats, they're not about rubbing people the wrong way. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, apparently the 49ers had some information that could lead to Hillary Clinton's arrest. I don't know. Taylor's boyfriend? Taylor's boyfriend. Oh, my Dude. God. Well, that's why he did that, though. That, 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 that also supports my point here, though, that he gets up there and he's trying to rile the crowd because he's like, Viva Las Vegas. Viva. And he's trying to get them to say, Viva. Get them to say, Las Vegas. And nobody's buying it. And everybody's kind of like, dude, this is embarrassing. Like, I, you know, if you want to shout, that's fine. 
but you're praising Las Vegas. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Instead, you know, fans nation, the dynasty's back. You know, don't get settled because we're going to be right back here next year. We're going to take this thing and we're going to create the dynasty. Something like that. But instead, Viva Las Vegas. And Taylor Swift has to look on. And here's the other thing I don't think people have realized. That those two are hitched together now. They got the entire world watching their relationship. So... I hope it works because if it doesn't, uh, you got some splat in the door. Yeah, right. I just, gonna, that guy looked like he was on a massive roid rage. He did. Oh, yeah. Right. And the thing is, he's so not like he even grabbed big. his coach. That's the other article I wanted to get to real quick. Yelled at him on the sideline. Bro. Like he's, it seemed like a roid rage to me. Okay. So let me ask you this then. You, you do sports. You, 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 you coach. Um, I was always raised. So when I saw that altercation, I'm kind of like, number one, No. Absolutely. And I'm not trying, I don't want to take this position of overacting because I don't like this guy and I'm tired of hearing about Taylor Swift. I just want to watch football. Yeah. But I do feel like with that side comes some people that are like very hyper, overly hypercritical because they're just looking for something. I'm watching the game. He's not that great of a player. I mean, he does his job. Great. But he's, he's, he's a, I mean, he's, he's a, a good, he's a, he's a really good uh, tight end. I mean, that's I, about I it. Take, he's take, no Emmett yeah. Smith. He's none of the, he's none of these guys. And I know that's not the same, but still. It's not one of these guys that had he not dated Taylor Swift, nobody would know him. I really don't feel like a lot of people I don't would have know about that. I mean, I would chat. Let let's let's pull the chat. Chat. Had you heard about this guy prior to Taylor Swift? Press one for yes, two for no. Did you hear about Travis Kelce prior to Taylor Swift? It's Kelsey. One, Travis Kelsey. What you see? Even I don't know who this nerd <laughs> is. I don't care. This guy's a more two. Yeah, exactly. See, people already said never heard of this guy. Either way, either way, point is that. Um, the way he acted towards his coach. And if you've seen the video, I was just kind of like, I, I always watch a video when you're, when you're trying to see if you're being too emotional about it, turn the volume off and watch it without, without volume. So you can actually get clarity of the actions in and of itself without the emotional manipulation of, you know, a voice, whatever. So watching it, he literally is in his coach's face. He grabs it. He didn't like, it didn't hurt him. But you, you put your hand on your coach. You're screaming at him. Screamed in his ear. Screamed in his ear. Like, and here's the thing. At the Super Bowl, at this. Okay, look. When you're at the Super Bowl, okay, your emotions are off. We're focused. We're focused. I don't want any over. I don't want any emotional outbursts. I want us laser focused. You want to be motivated? You want to scream at the enemy? Yes. Towards each other? No. We work together because we're all we're all each other's got on this field. When he goes up there and shakes his coach and is screaming at him. I'm kind of like, so if you were a coach, what would you do in that situation? Yeah, I'd be like, take a seat. That'd be it. Wow, you're really bringing the discipline over there, aren't you? You take a seat there, mister. I mean, if you're on the side, <laughs> know, if I he's know. coaching the game, yeah, I mean, I like, that's the last thing you want to deal with yeah. is some douchebag in your ear screaming at you to put him in so yeah. he can play. And do, like, you th- do you think that he's getting a big head now? Like, because oh, yeah. I don't think anybody in their right mind would ever, uh, ever undermine the coach really, like uh, his brother's apparently a big douche. Or no, not not him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother, excuse me. Yeah, he's his brother. I mean, seems, isn't his brother like a? He seems uh, like a nice guy. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes. He seems cool. I mean, yeah. Easy. Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling that if they got the ball back, they were going to go down and win the game. I it, think a bro, lot of people it, yeah. probably thought the same. That drive thing was impressive. He's that guy's a winner. That but, drive uh, was impressive. He, it was he did great. it was impressive. Um, yeah, they, they couldn't it, stop him, dude. His they brother, couldn't stop him. Um, you know, his brother is a he was a center for Philadelphia. I don't know if you, he Patrick said he Mahomes or, or Travis, Travis Kelsey. Okay. So, but they do a podcast together. Mm-hmm. So they're, 
you know, fame outside of football is is rising. Mm. You want to take a call? Uh, let's keep going with this. Okay. Uh, well, okay. So my thing though is just kind of like, well, I, I is was he just, getting a big head? Uh, is he what? Is he getting a big head? I, um, I, I think know. he is. Maybe. Like, who who in their right mind would think about doing that to the coach? But either way, though, that also undermines the dynamic of the team's hierarchy. Yeah. Because, you know, you got the coach and the quarterback. They're leading the team. The quarterback's team captain. He should be the one out there running and gunning, leading, bringing people together, uniting, whatever the case may be. But when you pull a move like that, and you're basically undermining the chain of command, you're undermining how, and you're just going after the coach, it's like, dude, I'd have benched his ass. I'd be like, you're done. It's like, I will not tolerate insubordination, especially in front of the people especially on Super Bowl day, which I thought was just wow. Just yeah, wow. I agree with uh, Spaz in the comments there that uh, what saying? Gronkowski was, is a way better tight end. Gronkowski had personality. That guy was like jock, but everybody knew that he knew he was a jock and he loved uh, himself yeah, for it. He was like six, seven, six, Hilarious. eight. And yeah. He was like a giant out there. Yeah. Great hands. Yeah. I mean, that sounded gay, but yeah. Great hands. <laughs> great fit. His oh. hands were amazing. Just a body you could ride for miles. Oh. arms. <laughs> <laughs> Strong masculine arms. Oh gosh! <laughs> no, I, I watched that ordeal with uh, with Travis, but apparently he was talking about. Um, the article comes to us from uh, Breitbart. Says uh, an enraged Travis Kelsey slams into Andy Reid after turnover. I don't think that was a slam. It, it was because I saw people like he assaulted an elder. And I'm like he did, and I looked and I was like, oh okay, that was like a grab on the wrist and a little bit of a shake. Didn't even make his whole body shake. I'm like, eh, let's let's let's. Uh, and that, that, that reaction was why I was kind of like, am I also overreacting to the fact that I don't think he should have done this either way? But um, the Kansas City Chiefs amassed a mere 16 yards of total offense in the first quarter. And after a turnover from Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco uh, Travis Kels erupted on the sidelines and slammed into his head coach. Okay, that was in the first quarter? I didn't catch yeah. the first half. Yeah. The first quarter, you're acting like that. So, wow, San Francisco started with the ball and then uh, they fumbled. Mm -hmm. Kansas City got it back. And then they were driving down the field and they got down to like five yard line mm -hmm. and they're running back, fumbled it. Oh, that's so it, was, it was close both ways. Right. Oh, by the way, I just had to tell I tweeted yesterday prior to the Super Bowl. I was like, look, whichever team loses, just know that your team made it farther than than ours. Sincerely, every Dallas Cowboy fan ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's been 30 years, dude. There, I was talking to my buddy. It's like, you know, it's been like 30 years since you guys were in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, I'm it's like, hard to root for them. It stings. I'm like, it really you're stings. for other teams like every single year yeah. for 30 years. We're if starting, you're a football fan. Starting to feel like how the New York Jets felt for the longest time. It's I like, know. damn, dude, do we yeah. even have a football team? Jerry Jones is making money hand over fist to do what? What what are you what are you doing? Can't even get close. Uh, come on, you've got. Here's the thing. Jerry Jones knows how to put butts in seats. He does. But dude, what is going on? What's I'm, going I'm just yeah confused by this. Yeah, there's I'm a lot of people giving Tony Romo a lot of shit too. I think that guy's a really good commentator. Okay, I think so CBS told him to. to okay, pipe what down. what are you referring to? Because I I briefly skimmed over the article that said he gave something away. Can you elaborate on this? What's the deal with this? Uh, I'm not sure what the article you're talking about, but I I heard that he was getting like CBS told him to tone it down a little bit and not to give away the plays at the other, like the offense, he'd be like, oh, this is what they're going to do now. Oh, okay, okay. And so, you know, he would say, they're all going to hand the ball off, we're going to go and run to the left, and that's what they would do. Okay. But I, I like this commentary. I think he's good. I'd hire that guy as a coach or an offensive coordinator. I mean, I think, I think the article has said something about the giving it away, I guess, is what you're referring to. But yeah. there was also something else they said about he ruined the end of the game. 
Was that the same thing that he was giving away know. the play, or was I? I heard it was something in the spot. I don't know. I could be wrong on this, but I was like, I didn't even know. Tell me, Romo was still. I don't even know why they have him commentator. He was a horrible quarterback. He was not that good. He was. Don't even. Don't you yeah. even, Josh? Come on. Yeah. He. I, I think he was a good quarterback. I just okay, don't think okay. he had the right there's, the right pieces around him. I think there's a difference. Okay, so he was when a little I say bit injury prone too. He was that he was getting a concussion every game. Yeah. He was no Troy Aikman. I'll put it that way. He certainly no. was no Roger Staubach. No. But either way, I felt like the level of praise that Tony Romo got was the equivalent to what Aikman received. But Aikman actually earned it. Yeah. Aikman had a freaking can. That's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones has yeah. the talent to, yeah. you know. It, no, his it, coaches, it, Jimmy Johnson. These, inflate these players to, like Tony Romo, who yeah. never made it out of the first round of the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. To make it seem like they're these, you know, elite. You know, I think he's a he would be a great offensive coordinator or a great coach. Well, he I mean, under, if he's calling he the plays before the they're actually doing it, then yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he understands the game really well. Um, an angered Travis Kelsey slammed into Andy Reid with enough force to knock him over. Okay, let's watch the video here. Let's uh, actually see it. This comes to us from a tweet. Um, comes over to Andy. Let's turn that down. Sorry about that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, there was two. Oh, he comes in there. Um, okay. So he slams into it. Yeah, he does. He does kind of, he startled him. He did. And he drops his board. I think he was saying like, put me in, put me in something like that. I don't know. Andy put me in. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I think it was uncalled for. Should have done it. Doesn't make you look good, dude. Doesn't make you look good at all. A lot of people didn't appreciate that. In fact, that's what a lot of people were talking about after, or even during. They're like, "What the hell's going on with this? This is not, this is not appropriate." I thought it was hilarious because anytime he caught the ball, they would like cut to Taylor Swift. Oh really? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Don't show the fans. <laughs> See his girlfriend. Oh, they're not gonna do that. I mean, of course, it's all. It's a, you know, this is what I love about the the positioning of this. It's like. The Fox, New York Post, uh, CNN, well, maybe not CNN, but all I've been seeing on social media are these me- these MSM outlets just nonstop talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey or whatever. And people are kind of like, they're getting fed up with it. And I love the juxtaposition of this, that feminists are just like, you're just intimidated by a strong, powerful woman being successful. It's like, no, let me let me explain this to you. So you, you ugly, fat feminists that are single can get it through your thick skulls, Okay. I don't go to the maintenance shop to buy beer. I don't, I don't go to the barber shop to buy clothes. I don't watch football to see a flat-chested, very, very not attractive, somewhat talented singer sing her gay 2000 songs. I don't. I want to watch football. So if that offends you, maybe you're the ones with the real issue here that you're trying to interject your nonsense onto a sport that your sex doesn't even play. So maybe, you know... Stick to the women's league of football. If Oh, that's right. There isn't one because it's not interesting. Stop trying to interject and project your bullshit onto men. Let us be and stop trying to change us. No, I don't want to watch football to see Colin Kaepernick's dumbass taking it. And then Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I want to watch football. Is that is that simple? Can, can, we, can we do that? Is that okay? Crying out loud. Apparently it's not. Now we got to take our football with a slice, a slice of politics, slice of culture, slice of freaking contemporary bullshit, whatever. I mean, people are just tired of it. But my overall point, though, Joe Biden, 
his handlers rather, tweeted out. Did you see this? I posted it on Instagram. The conspiracy yeah. theory and the hatred of Taylor Swift and Kelsey, it's there. It's in MAGA. Because Trump even tweeted out at her talking about, I made her so much money. She should be loyal to me. I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. You are an idiot. You don't sit there and demand fealty. Your actions should earn that. Now, if you think you're going to convince Taylor Swift, who is a media liberal darling, to cross over and come to your side, you're smoking crack. You, you like Jack Sobosek, needs to put the crack pipe down. You don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea. And the other part is like, Donald Trump doesn't need Taylor Swift. He can fill stadiums that she can't. I'm like, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Just don't. I just don't. But either way, so all of this conspiracy theory that I literally posted this on my Instagram and morons in the comments, same thing. It's because it is a shy-up. It's totally a shy-up. I read it on a 4chan post. That basically, you know, I already explained it to you. So Joe Biden takes advantage of this and he tweets out a picture with him having laser eyes after the, the Chiefs won. He's like, yes, just like we've all planned it to happen. Making fun of MAGA. It's like, you realize, and I, I hate Joe Biden. This guy's a piece of crap. But he just basically slam dunked on your dumb asses. He really did. Jack Smith, prosecutor for Donald Trump, tweeting out and dunking on Trump. Oh, my God. His tweets were actually pretty hilarious. His and I'm just like, dude, what a political world we live in. Who was it? Jack Smith, special prosecutor Jack Smith that's basically trying Trump. He's going after him. He, he tweeted out three hilarious tweets about, uh, he said, you know, now the Chiefs win, make sure you, you call and check on your MAGA relatives because they probably have a meltdown over the conspiracy theorism. Yeah, yeah. Just something funny making fun of MAGA for it. And it's, it's completely justified. It's completely, because folks, go read the comments on some of these posts. Oh my God. There's no denying it. There is no denying that a lot of these MAGA conservatives legitimately believe that there is a psychological operation going on right now to manufacture the relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift in order to bring more voters over to Biden, even though they're already diehard liberals before they even met, before they even met. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. You got to love this. Um, <laughs> Democratic congressman hits Super Bowl fans for not standing for Negro National Anthem. <laughs> we can't get you to shut up during a goddamn movie. You expect us to stand for your fucking anthem? Hell no. I'm not standing for your stupid anthem. You should stand for the Negro I will when you shut the hell up in a horror movie. How about that? Oh, no. Don't go by the door. Don't go by the door. Stop. Stop. <laughs> it's ridiculous. A Democratic congressman raised some eyebrows online. Oh, don't tell me this guy is white. Oh, this guy is white. Stephen Co. Steve Cohen. Uh, very, very few stood at Super Bowl for lift every voice and sing the Negro National Anthem. Who the hell says Negro in a tweet? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I swear to God. Oh, my God. I swear to God. You go home. This You go to this guy's house. He's got a Confederate flag hanging somewhere. I guarantee. I guarantee he's got a Confederate hat flag hanging somewhere in his house. You're not fooling anybody, bro. Negro? Like, who says that? This oh, guy. This guy. 87,000 followers on Twitter. Memphis ranking member of aviation subcommittee. Champion for justice. Civil rights on judiciary committee. Like, oh, my God. Black people are like, dude, you're really not helping us out here. Like, you're really not. Negro, please. What you talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. A Democrat. This is what you have to be upset about? This is really what you're upset about? Okay. 
A Democratic congressman racing. Okay. Known colloquially as the Black National Anthem, Grammy winner Andre Day performed the song as part of the pregame festivities for Super Bowl uh, Kansas. Okay. Very, very few stood for Lift Every Voice and Sing. Representative Steve Cohen of Democrat from Tennessee wrote on X, the Negro National Anthem, not a pretty picture of Super Bowl crowd. Cohen represents a majority black district in Western Tennessee. You don't say. You don't say. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Cohen's tweet drew attention online and the Democrat responded to his critics in the moment. One told him he should only stand for one national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. He wrote back, I stand for both. And in Memphis, most do. I'm of the mindset is like, why do you get your own national anthem? We don't have a white national anthem. There's why do you, why? What about Asians? Should they get their own? Should Mexicans? Should Chinese, Japanese, Native Americans, should Indians, should, should they get their own? Why do you get your own? Why do you feel so entitled and special? Yet every single one of them, the other minorities, they're perfectly fine with having the national anthem. But you, no, no, you have to cry about it. You have to complain about it. Why? Because it's almost as if you always want to get special attention for the travesties that were shown towards your ancestors that you yourself didn't experience, but yet other minorities did too, but you don't see them nearly complaining or crying as much as you do. Weird. Weird how that works. Weird how that works. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Is it only for the uh, black community, that national anthem? It's called the Black National Anthem. Yeah, that seems a little... Racist. It does seem Segregationalist. Racist. Yeah. Yeah. But black, contemporary black Americans, liberal ones, are all for that. They do want segregation, which is, okay, fine. If that's what you want, I'm not going to deny you that because I don't want to be around racists. And if you're black and racist, go be with other black racists to include white racists. You're all the yeah. same. You are all the same. Go to town. Go to town. Last, most certainly not least, the best article of the day. The best. You ready for this, folks? Are you ready for this? Here we go. Alyssa Milano, the same lady that was asking for a GoFundMe donation to send her children's baseball to a thing or buy a, I forget, you know, I don't know what it is. She blasted for attending Pricey Super Bowl 2024 with son after asking for money for his baseball team. Alyssa Milano was ambassador for attending the Pricey Super Bowl. The charmed actress shared an Instagram photo with 12-year-old son Milo from their seats at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas after the mother-son duo watched the Kansas City Okay. Okay. Um, while several of the actress's fans flooded the comments section with loving messages, others pointed out the irony of her attendance of the game where tickets start at a whopping $2,000 her seat. Uh, you know she didn't have oh. like the cheap seats either. No, she didn't. She would never be seen in cheap seats. How dare you? This is what the GoFundMe was for. One troll commented on the post referring to the controversial fundraiser. Let's be real for a second. How can a celebrity start a GoFundMe for her son and say that she couldn't afford it, but then pull up to the Super Bowl? Please explain. I'm sure I'm not the only one that would love to hear your answer, let alone hers, a second person wrote. Um... You all, you have all the money to take him to the Super Bowl and still ask fans to pay for him and his wealthy zip code teammates to go on a trip of a third rote. Again, you know, this is Alyssa Milano being completely tone deaf. You grew up in a very, very entitled um, environment. And it's kind of like, oh yeah, you had this coming. Like you had this coming. You were, you were begging your fans for money when you yourself are a millionaire. Your husband is a millionaire and you have the audacity to try and raise $10,000 the audacity to raise $10,000 to beg for money when you could have paid for it all right there. It's just, well, I don't feel like I should have to because that's not what mothers do. It's like, but you're not the standard, okay? 
You're a millionaire. You are not the typical mother. You're the furthest thing from it. Furthest thing from it. So, yeah. You take that with what you want. It's crazy to me. But all right, folks. That does today's episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. Appreciate you guys being here with us today. Hopefully, you are having a wonderful Monday. If you could, hit that like button. Don't forget to go to johnburke.com. Order your Eagles to Not Chicken shirt now because we're putting in the order today. Today, we put the pre-order in. If you want to also go check out shellshockcbd.com. Our Delta 8s are top-notch. Top-notch. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. Take a Delta 8, and even Biden will make sense to you. No, I'm just playing. That's not true. Biden will never happen. It'll never happen. Uh, yeah, go check that out. And don't forget the Eclipse pack that we have going on right now. For the Eclipse coming up, we have the glasses packaged with the Asteroid gummies. They're like 20 bucks a pop. Uh, Code Savage is going to save you some money on that one. Go check it out. And we appreciate you being here. And uh, until next time, you're going to get a man. You guys have a great night. And as always, Live Las Vegas! You can win.